0: chapter number five. Boy, there's a lot there, isn't it? Man, we're reading through the gospel of Matthew right now in our daily reading. If you don't have a, a reading schedule with us, you can jump right on in because we're just getting started. We take bite-sized pieces of the word of God and and read a chapter a day and then we normally teach on it and and uh, the attempt to teach on it and, and help with uh, some of the application and principles in it. Of course, this is full chock-a-block full with so many principles, that it's hard to cover uh, when we are able to gather together. But we believe God is, is able to teach His people. Amen? And when we're in the right position, in the right place, God is God is able to teach us and give us supernatural wisdom and understanding that's beyond ourselves to know these things and to walk with them and we don't miss out on what he's doing with his family. You know, I was thinking about this this morning as I was reading this and it's kind of coming together on me in Sunday school it just it, it kind of clicked in my in my mind as, I, as we were discussing and talking and reading in the scriptures. It's kind of like a uh, being part of the family of God is, is an essential part of uh, kingdom living. To be invested in a family. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, how, how many times and how many people miss out on so much that their their family is doing and not involved with what their family is because of they, they get trapped in in sin. They get trapped in something that is Uh, destroying their their life and they they begin to neglect their their family and their family is such a vital part of who they are and who they belong to and I I was thinking about how many people and how many kids and how many wives or how many husbands that are are home alone or don't have a mom or a daddy because they may be in prison somewhere because they got involved in something that that trapped them and now they locked up and their family is doing things, enjoying things, living the best life that they can possibly live, but they miss out on all that because they've let something trap them. You know, there's a a lot of times people miss out on what God is doing in his family because they get caught up in little bitty things that trip them up and cause them to stumble and before you know it, they they they're so focused on uh their way of doing things in their life, and they miss out on what the family of God is doing and the celebrations that go along with that and God has so much force amen and uh and it's so important to be in position in a place in life where he can where he can he can speak to me freely in the sense that i i'm 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 listening i I'm what Sandy was singing, here, here I'm going to start with all of me. I'm giving you all of me. Now, God can speak to us in, in foreign countries, which he's doing mightily. He can speak to us behind prison bars, which he's doing. But you know, right now, God's got me right here, and this is right where I want to be, and this is right where I want God to speak to me. Amen? And uh, I believe he's going to be wherever I go. But I also believe I get to celebrate what he is doing with his people. And that, that's a vital part of growing together as the family of God. Matthew chapter 5, I want you to look, if you would, in uh, the beginning verses. We'll just start there. And, we of course, we're going to continue on with this tonight as we progressively move on into this chapter. But as Mr. Norman said, he said it's going to be hard. He'll catch up with us down the road just because there's so much in these few verses that are that are so full, it's kind of hard to uh, not dwell on them and ponder them and think on them and stay with them and and, and get lost in them and what the Lord is teaching. But he says in verse number one, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain and when he was set, his disciples came unto him and he opened his mouth and he taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Father we thank you today and we just bow our knee and our heart before you and we ask that you would continue to allow us to worship you and to adore you as we approach you through your truth. Thank you for the testament of this word and how it how it helps us see things that that are outside and beyond us. Thank you for speaking light and your ways over us. And we ask that in this service today that you would help each one of us that are here, that you would give us understanding, that, that we can comprehend what you've given. We ask that you would, uh, Lord, clarify uh, truth to us. We ask that you would convince us of your way and and the error of our ways and that you would correct us and that Lord you would continue to confirm your truth over our lives that we can walk in it, that we can trust you, that we can believe, that we can surrender our all and that you would magnify yourself whether through life or death in our flesh. We give you praise and glory and thanks that we can pray. We pray for for Jody and Danielle, even at this moment, ask you to bless them on this trip, help them. And we pray for uh, Blake and Amy, that you would bless them, Lord, with this uh, wonderful arrow that you placed in their family. And as we think of those outside of this fellowship that are part of us, that belong to us, we also want to bless you for being willing to meet with us today. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, as I, as I look at this and think on these words, I, I, you can't help but but ponder that word blessed for a moment. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, the Bible gives us quite a few different passages of Scripture that speaks of those who are, are blessed, and I, I can't help but think about a few of them, and I'd like to just look at a couple to kind of... Uh, get us rolling in our minds on this idea of being blessed or or happy are the people blessed are the people who are poor in spirit and and we're going to talk a little bit more about that but let's look at a couple passages of scripture that that give us an indication of what it means to be blessed I, I want you to go to Psalm 128 if you would Psalm 128 this is a passage that 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 blesses me in reading it often that I think about Psalm 128 well we're so close to it it's short we can read 127 what y'all think? y'all don't mind eh? I don't mind reading if y'all don't mind reading it with me and listening because listen what he says except the Lord build the house we got these young, new couples in here today. Hey, this passage applies to you distinctly. Jacob, Hannah, Lucas, and Brittany. But you know it also applies to Bill and Karen, don't it? It, it applies to all of us. It doesn't matter how old we are, amen, or how long we've been married. Whether we're newlyweds, like the Elliots y'all still knew the words aren't you or been a season like David and DD Dee Dee or Greg and Janet? Tommy this applies to you and to me. amen. but listen to what he says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I'd hate to know that I lived my whole life establishing my kingdom. And know it was all for nothing in the end. Amen. I mean that would be a terrible thing. To know that it was empty in vain. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. That applies to us as we, we pray for the Lord to oversee our nation. Doesn't it? I know we, we've got a. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I served in the military for the time I did. I believe we've got a good military. I believe we. We, we we are capable of doing many things, but I want to tell you, without the Lord's help, it doesn't matter how strong you are, how many you have, what you're capable of or your ability, unless the Lord keepeth watch over our nation or over our city or over our homes, we, we stay we, we stay awake and, and, and worry in vain, right? Y'all believe the word? I, I really believe it. He says in verse number 2, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. I like adding the word sweet sleep. Because Proverbs 3 does call it sweet sleep. What he's saying there, it's not, it's not bad to get up early. Keith, what time you get up in the mornings? Early? Do you, do you stay up late? 7.30, when it gets dark, you're in the bed, huh? People that get up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning like Bill, you go to bed early, right? Now, Brother Shannon, you don't get up that early, do you? What, what time your average get-up time? 6.30, what time do you normally go to bed? So y'all know after 9, you can call Brother Shannon, right? He's up now. Now, after 9, you can't call Bill and Karen or... Or what time do Brian's go to bed? 10, 10, Anybody else stay up later than that? Me? Call me at midnight. I'm normally up. But I stay up, but I, I, I don't stay up because I'm worried about what's coming tomorrow that I can't sleep. And I don't get up early because I'm worried about tomorrow or, the, or that day uh, for things to, to happen. That's the idea. The idea is just being a worrier. You know how it is when you worry about something, something's working on your mind. You, you just can't rest. You can't sleep. And what he's saying, it, it's, it's vain for us to worry about things because God wants to take care of us and he will. It may not be exactly how you thought it would be, but he'll take care of you. Amen. How many of y'all believe we live with more excess than we, probably, than we probably need? Amen? And when that gets altered in it, we kind of worry about it. God says, just, you just let me take care of you, and you won't have to worry about tomorrow, the next day, uh, or even the day you're living in for sufficient, for the day is its own trouble. You just rest in me, and I'll give you, I'll give you sweet sleep. I don't know about you, but I like sweet sleep. Good sleep. Sweet sleep. He's promised that for us. I can can trust him. He goes on to say. Lo children are a heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. He blessed the palmers this week with the fruit of the womb. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man. Essential. Essential tools for combat so are children of the youth happy is the man that has his quiver full of them they shall not be ashamed but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate that's good we see that, that that god prizes families doesn't he he wants to build the house he wants to protect the house he said i want to provide for the house and I'll provide you workers within the house. I'll give you reward, a heritage, blessings that you can mature and grow and, and nurture and help. And then let's jump down to ver, uh, 128, Psalm 128. Here's that word blessed again. Happy. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. And everybody say it. Amen. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. That, that, that kind of shows no exceptions, right? Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. If you fear the Lord, you're a blessed man. You're a blessed woman. And, and then he gives a condition on it. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that does what? That walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy or blessed shalt thou be. And, It shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine. By the sides of thine house. And thy children like olive plants. Round about thy table. Behold. Now that word behold is a what word? You got to see it. By faith. Behold. That thus shall the man be blessed. That feareth the Lord. He just said a man that fears the Lord. That walks in God's ways. If you want to look at him. It's a man who is content with just the simple things of life. It's all about simplicity. That he fears God. He follows God's lead. God blesses him and shows him favor with a woman. And he fills his quiver up. And he makes his wife the fruit of the heart of the home. He gets to eat the labor of his hand. And he says, happy or blessed is the man. Now, if you want to look at what a true man is that is blessed, here's the description of it right here. You know, there's a lot of times we get so caught up with this and that that we're trying to do this and that, and we're trying to get and gain and gain. You know, and all those things, they just they can't add a lot of frustration with you, don't they? The scripture teaches us the more we have, the more frustrations we have. There ain't no doubt about it. The more money you got, that can be a problem too, can't it? Y'all remember when you didn't have no money, how simple things were for you? Are You know what I'm talking about? But the more you get, the more you have, the more you make, the more you want to spend, and the more you want to do, and the more you think you can do, it, and the more you spread yourself out. But he just saying that's really not the heart of it. The heart of it is just being, just the simplicity of fearing God, walking in his ways. And not that God won't take care of you, not that he won't, even abundantly uh, bless some, some are, God uses in that way in a significant way but the key is that I fear him and I'm walking in his ways and I'm happy with just the fruit of my labor and what God surrounds me with with my family and I can rejoice and be content in that amen. contentment, amen being content is a blessing from God and this is what this is speaking on the, the beauty of just a simple, content life in the favor that God shows you in the place that you're at and rejoicing in that. That's a blessing. Happy is the man. Blessed is the man. Well, there's another passage. Go to Isaiah. Isaiah 30, I believe. Yeah, that's where I want to go. Watch how he refers to this as being a blessing. We talked about that. I talked about this a minute ago, how we can kind of get off track. Mr. Bud, it's easy for me to get off track. I don't know about for y'all, but I'm prone to wonder. Y'all ever get like that where you can easily, just easily pull you off track? Well, when we get off track, notice what God tells us. He tells his people in that day they had gotten off track, they were putting their confidence in the wrong things. Verse 15 says, For thus says the Lord God. Isaiah 30, 15, the Holy One of Israel. He says, in returning, that is coming back to me in my ways, in the fear of the Lord. In returning and rest, ye shall be saved or delivered. You're going to find life in this. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. That simple, steadfast, content life, but you would not do it. You wouldn't turn. It was a simple thing, you wouldn't. But notice what God says in his mercy. Ye said no, for we will flee upon horses, therefore shall ye flee. You can run. We will ride upon the swift, and therefore they shall they that pursue us will be swift. Verse seventeen. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one, and the rebuke of five shall ye flee, till ye be left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain. And as an ensign on a hill, as you just become single. But watch verse 18. This is where I want to focus on for a moment. And therefore, will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore, will he be exalted and that he have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment and blessed are all they that what? Wait for him. Look, the Lord knows our feeble frames and that we are just as prone to do foolish things as anybody else is. And we can easily put our confidence in our own skills and our own abilities or we can put our confidence in in other people and other things. We can put our confidence in our insurance policies. We can put our confidence in our incomes. We can put our confidence in our family's name. We can do all those things, but there comes a point when none of those things can help us. And what God does, he shows us that if you would just return back to me. You see, Israel was running to everybody else, trusting in what they could do for them and help them. And God says, you've made a mistake in that because I want to be the one and I will be the one that protects you and provides for you. You return to me and you start living that quiet and content life, and I will take care of you. I'll deliver you. I'll protect you. I'll provide for you. I'll meet every need that you have. Just don't put your confidence in other people and other things. And he says, then I will will wait for you to return. I will give you a space of time to repent and turn and come back. I'll wait for you. Aren't you glad He waited for us? Amen. Because I want to tell you, there's been on there's been a, a, a bunch of occasions where God has waited for me to come back. He He sent the word out to me. He blessed me with a word. I heard it, and then He says, "I'm gonna give you a space of time. I'm gonna wait for you, and I'm gonna wait for you to wait for me. Wait for me to come through for you." He says, blessed is the man that waits upon the Lord. Who trusts him enough to take his word, come to him, rest in his ways, and just wait for him to do what he promised he would do. Amen? Waiting upon the Lord. Blessed is the man that waits upon the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and walks in his ways blessed is the man who is poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom now we could spend all day i believe going through different passages of scriptures that point out that that particular thought process blessed are they or blessed is the man blessed is this one blessed is that one and it's good to know those i need to know where where god works and that's part of the revelation of the light that god has given us go back to matthew and And let's just for a brief moment before we go today. Like I said, we're going to continue what we're doing this morning, this evening. When he says, blessed or happy are the poor in spirit. You see, I don't know about your translation, but my translation has that word are. Is y'all's word are italicized in there? In your translation. You know why they do that when you're reading through the scriptures and they'll put a word in there and it's in italics? They do that to let you know that that word was supplemented in there. They put that in there to kind of help it make um, sense in the flow to you. But it wasn't in the, the original, and that's why they, they do that. And some of your translations that some of you may use. They don't don't do that because the way they translate the word, there's a lot more that is supplemented. So they don't italicize things like that. But in some translations, they do. And the reason that they put it in there is to help us have an understanding. But it would really read like this. Blessed or happy. And the idea would be it would draw our attention into it. Well, who, who is blessed? Who is happy? And then he says, the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Now does that mean that everybody that is poor in spirit. The kingdom of God belongs to them. Because how many of you ever come across somebody that was downcast. And and very poor in spirit. Depressed. Matter of fact there's been many people throughout time that committed suicide. They were so poor in spirit. So depleted of of life, so depleted of themselves that they 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 took their life where they were at because they saw no other hope or no no other way out. So I don't believe it's necessarily talking about every single person. I think it's talking about a, a particular group of people. I think it's talking about people that 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 do belong to the Lord, that are his, that are that are, the man that fears God and walks in his ways, but he's poor in spirit. A man that is emptied of his own spirit in the sense that he, he he's void of pride in his life and he, he's he's willing to listen for the Lord because he knows that he can't make it without the Lord. Therefore his life is is as Sandy led us in the song Lord, all I've got is to surrender all of me. It's talking about somebody who's humble before God. And and, and we live in a day in a a time where people are so bound tight. They bound so tight that any little bitty thing, you put any little pressure on it, it's going to give way. Like putting up a barbed wire fence. You can only tighten that fence so tight, Greg, and eventually... That barbed wire is going to give way. And when it does, it's going to let go. And it's going to hurt people or hurt things, anybody around it. It's kind of, I grew up on a, uh, with a family on a record service. And anytime you're using a winch or a cable or anything like that, I've seen it before where those cables have broke because there was so much weight, so much pressure put on it that it, it had to give. It could not hold that load. And when it broke, I mean, a cable would take your head off. We're living in a culture today that is so bound up, so tight. Just any any kind of extra pressure put on them, people are exploding and going off. Scripture says that for the believer, though, blessed are they. Happy is the man who's humble before God, who's emptied of himself, who says, I surrender all to you. It says for that person, theirs is the kingdom. What? For theirs is the kingdom of several things. I want to give you a couple of those. For theirs is the, is the love of the kingdom. For theirs is the love of the kingdom. I think what we have here in this passage, and I'm going to show you in a moment, Mr. Norman, as we enter and end this Sermon on the Mount, and he starts off with, blessed are the poor in spirit, And he goes through and he takes us on this journey. And then he goes into these teachings on the kingdom. I think this has everything to do with the chastening hand of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are humble. Who who have the love of the kingdom that God is chastening them and correcting them. Because the rest of the Sermon on the Mount is all about correction them to see life totally different than what they understood and knew. He's bringing light to them. Blessed are they not only the love of the kingdom, but the light of the kingdom. He's manifesting light to them to show them a kingdom way of living that, that was foreign to them. Matter of fact, turn to Psalm 94. Let me show you what I mean. Psalm 94. Look in verse number... I'm just going to start reading in verse number one. We're going to look at the contrast between a prideful man, which the Bible describes as a man full of iniquity or a man full of, of wickedness, and a humble man, a man who is poor of spirit and therefore declared righteous by the Lord. Watch how this unfolds. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth. O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth, and render a reward to who? See, the difference between being prideful before God and humble before God of a poor spirit is all the difference between grace. Grace makes the difference. Verse 3 Lord, how long shall the wicked and how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Verse 8, understand ye brutish among the people, and ye fools, when will you be wise? He that planted the ear shall he not hear, and he that formed the eye shall he not see. Verse 10, he that chastens the heathen shall not he correct? And he that teaches a man knowledge shall not he know? Verse 11, for the Lord knoweth the thoughts of man that they are vanity, empty. Verse 12, blessed is the man whom thou what? Whom God chasteneth, O Lord, and teaches him, Out of what? Thy law. That thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity. Until the pit be dug for the wicked. Blessed is the man that the Lord does what? Chastens. The difference between being prideful. And the difference between being poor in spirit. You see God chastens the poor in spirit, he corrects their life because he, he loves them. They have the love of the kingdom over them. Um, matter of fact, let's look at another passage. Go to Job chapter 5. Job chapter 5. Look in verse number 17. 517 says, Behold, that's that faith word, you've got to see this, happy, same word, blessed, that's the idea. Blessed is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore, do not despise, don't take lightly, thou the chastening of the Almighty. Because a man that is chastened by God is a blessed man blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of the love of God. God chastens those whom he loves. Look in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter number 3. Look in verse number 11. Verse 11 says, My son... Take not lightly, don't despise the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Blessed is the man who is poor in spirit. Why? For his is the kingdom or the love of the kingdom of God. God's going to correct that man. He's going to chasten that man. He's blessed. One one more passage, which pretty much covers these things. Look in Hebrews chapter number 12, and, and we'll go and pick this up tonight. You see, when we read the Sermon on the Mount and these things that Jesus is teaching us, we're reading, he's unveiling Mamarab, the light. Of the way God views things. Compared to how man viewed them. And that's why they're so radical. And so different. And so challenging. When we when we read the Sermon on the Mount. We say whoa man. I mean there's some hard things in there. Difficult things. And what we find in that message. That he preached. On that mountainside. We find that he started out with chastening. He was correcting the way they viewed things. And he did it because his love for them. Hebrews chapter 12. Look in verse number 4. When we look at Christ. Well verse 3 says. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. For fear ye be wearied and faint in your minds, for you have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as children, and says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him, for whom the Lord loveth, he chastens. And he scourgeth every son whom he Receive. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chastens not? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the love of the kingdom is theirs, for the light of the kingdom is theirs, for the life of the kingdom is theirs. Begins with the chastening love of God. Because that person's humble, needy, desire, God to work. God breaks them down in their spirit. So that as we follow on, blessed are they that mourn. And blessed are they that are meek. A meek person is a teachable person. That chastening hand of God has brought them to a place where they say, Lord, teach me thy way. I want to walk in thy truth. Thank you for your love over me. Thank you for the light of your revelation. And thank you for giving me life to walk in it. And now what he's going to do is unveil this life of the kingdom. in this sermon on the mount. But it began with the chastening hand of God. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you today and bless you. and. We praise it as a result of the blood of Jesus that we become a child of your kingdom. Children of light. We ask you now to help us and we ask you to deal with us and we're thankful that for this revelation that we don't have to take lightly your chastening hand but we, we welcome it because we know that you're chasing those that you love. We give you praise and glory We ask you to help us recognize uh, your blessing and what it means to be blessed. Thank you so much in Jesus' name.